This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. The devil has his plan to deceive the world and devils don't have the truth. So they concoct narratives and it's called doctrines of devils. And how does he disseminate it and spread it about? With those spirits that seduce folk. Amen. Seducing spirits. My God, my God. But we want to, amen, see to it that everything that we may tolerate in our spirit by any iota of our being, that we will cast them out. That those demonic thought processes that Paul calls uh, strongholds will be destroyed once and for all. I'm thankful to God for King David that he was taught by Yehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord mighty in battle, the Lord our uh, war conqueror. And he taught David, he put his hands to war. Even as a younger man, he said how, and he testified how he was able to pull the bear by his beard and do away with him because he was trying to uh, harm the sheep. Did the same thing with a lion, my God. And uh, how much more a nine-foot-nine-inch man coming before the armies of God, defying the God that they worship. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that uh, perverts the very name of our God? My God, David was privy to worship on the hills with his heart. But now he had to put down a harp and pick up a harpoon, my God. And his best weapon was not Goliath's sword, not his sling and his little stones, but the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the Word of God was all in him, and the Word of God was with him on those hills that were made holy. Thank God, the grassy hills made holy as he watched the sheep. God was teaching him. And all the grown men, even though they, some of his own brothers despised David, but he went out there. God used him. Uh, some people preached that he had five stones and he missed a few times and he caught the giant. But God said he only needed one and one swing and one hit. Amen. Amen. So there was two hits in the fight. David hitting Goliath and Goliath hitting the ground. Hallelujah anyhow. And that's what we need to do. We got to get all up into Jesus, not just learn about him, all second and third hand, my God, information. We need to get all up in there intimate with Jesus. I don't want to be ever learning like a plane, always circling and never makes a landing. After a while, you're going to run out of gas. So many folk don't have any anointing. They need a new filling. And they're trying to go on yesteryear's filling. You need a refreshing every single day. We're supposed to have a deluge, a baptismal kind of portion. Thank God, run it over out of your belly because it works from the inside out. Out of your belly shall flow this power. And we're supposed to have this power every hour. But so many of us are dry. And we have allowed the teachings of Satan and his cohorts to misdirect us and uh, throw our attention off. And now we're paying mind to what's 
dark and what's wayward instead of feeding on what the Most High God has proceeding out of his mouth, we're now being tickled with the fancies of hell. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Sometimes we do. But God needs us to look again today at the Lord, our righteousness. In the scripture we first started two sermons ago, in this particular message, Jeremiah 23, 6, In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, capital H, his name, whereby, capital H, he shall be called, all capitals, the Lord, our righteousness. And in the New Testament, we know that the Old Testament is building up to help the New Testament uh, proclaim through the Gospels and then explain in the epistles according to uh, the letter written to the church at Galatia. Galatians 5.16 says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit. In other words, have your life governed by the Spirit. Have your thoughts molded and made by who? The Spirit. Everything you find your hands to do according to your heart's desire should be the desire given from heaven. Thank God. And you shall place your affections above where Christ sits at the where? Right hand of the throne of God. That's where our purpose comes from. And that's why he's able to say, walk in the spirit. That's capital S, that's Holy Spirit. For those in the King James, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And ye shall, when you do that, ye shall not fulfill the lust of what? The flesh of our earthly inclinations that we were born with. We're comfortable with that. We know about that. Those are our comfort zones that we're born with. But God needs to shake us up with the harrowing presence of his holiness. Shake us loose of that bad soil. and Give us the good soil that produces holy works. Amen. As God will see fit. Hence, we will have the worship of Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord, our righteousness. Don't forget, amen, we're yet fellowshipping. We fellowshipped with the modified Daniel fast to bring in spring and to celebrate the risen Lord, amen. 21 days, but we should still be living a fasted kind of life, amen. God needs us to say no to some things. Are you still saying no to certain things? Are you saying yes to what you should be saying yes to? Are you doing certain things that you ought to be doing? If not, you are sinning a sin of omission. You are omitting those things. Are you doing things you should not be doing? If you are, you are sinning a sin of commission. My God. God needs us to do certain things. The main disciplines in, in the spiritual realm for us to feast upon that helps our earthly body and the mind that we have. Because when this body goes down, the soul, the mind, who we are inside is still going to stand before God. We need to feed ourselves by this spiritual discipline called studying. Yes. By worshiping. That's another one. Here's another one. Celebration in, in, in the spirit. Amen. Celebrating the things of God. Sometimes people get out of the spirit and they're fulfilling the lust of the flesh and the things that they should be celebrating in the Holy Ghost, they are not doing it. Those things become distasteful. Guess what's a curse word in the demon world? Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy stuff. The devil says, Shh, don't say that. And that's why certain governmental uh, places that we go to and that we notice in our society, 
like the government school, my God, the government public schools, they are working so hard to keep Christ out, my God. And when you do that, you're now having an environment conducive to like that in hell where Jesus' name is a curse word. And the demons tremble at the sound of that name. They don't want you uttering that name. Not even for a historical purpose. That, it's a shame. But uh, we need to celebrate the things of God. We need to serve God. That's Christian service. We need to be prayerful. That's another good engagement principle of discipline in the spirit. We need to fellowship with the people of God. Not people who just hang around the so-called house of God where we you know, come and congregate to, to have a meeting place. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who have given their all to Jesus and all to Jesus they surrender. All to him they freely give. They ever love and trust him. In his presence they what? Daily live. These are the folk you should be fellowshipping with. Do you confess your sins? Do you confess your faults one to the other, the spiritual folk? Amen. Don't go to carnal folk confessing nothing. My God, God didn't say to do that. Confession is good. And also submission is good. Yeah. We must submit, therefore, to God, resist the enemy's teachings, and then he will flee away from us. Yeah. Some things we, got, we have to stop doing, don't forget that. These are called uh, mortifiers, where God is saying to mortify the deeds of the flesh, sinful inclinations. God is calling for us to have disciplines of abstinence, amen, which counteract our tendencies to commit ungodly practices that cause us to die spiritually. Yes. This modern culture that we live in can certainly use a good dose of the Lord's antidote of frugality. People don't like using that word anymore. And this other old-fashioned word, chastity. My God. Mm -hmm. And these two will promote deliverance from an evil mindset. It will promote healing of our soul. Amen. And cleanse us from the poisonous misuse of sensuality and finances. People want to get rich. They want to have bling bling, as the young people say. And everybody has to be sensual. My God, they, they don't sell anything unless it's from a sensual perspective. But the following definitions uh, will help us to explore these terms. Don't forget frugality is a careful use of material resources. God needs us to do that. And chastity the condition or quality of being pure and chaste, my God. Being honest, too. Being truthful, being virtuous, being righteous emphasizes uh, moral uprightness and especially the absence of guilt or sin. Uh, when it is applied to actions, reactions, impulses, uh, it often implies justifiable outrage the effectual fervent prayer of a what righteous man availeth much. We want to uh, rid the world of the catastrophe of evil teachings. Chaste is defined as innocent of unlawful sexual uh, activities. You are celibate. You are pure in thought and actions. And you are modest. My God. Some synonyms for chaste, pure, modest, decent, things like that. Amen. Mm -hmm. Things that cause us to be tainted make us lewd and salacious. And God wants us to be cleansed of those. Modest and decent people 
will apply deportment even in how they dress uh, for outward signs of their inward chastity or purity. And uh, you will prefer modest swimsuits that look like you're getting ready to go to church almost. Amen? And decent people don't go to um, hellish sensual movies, my God, or don't stream them. We have to be cleansed of whatever we have been built up into tolerating. God will dry up that evil well and now give us a hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness. Amen? Based on Dallas Willard's The Spirit of the Disciplines book, chastity involves the abstinence from sex and indulging in sexual feelings and thoughts. It strengthens one from being governed by them. Uh, for many harmful decisions can be made just to fulfill one's own libido, sex drive. And let's be aware of the possibility of sex drives being driven by uh, whatever spirit we have submitted ourselves unto. Uh, God is showing me that frugality and chastity have close ties based on the sins that link them together. Some of, if not the major demonic strongholds, and I say demonic strongholds because a stronghold can be holy. Sometimes we demonize everything. Uh, technically, if you look at just a clean definition of lust, that means your uh, comportment of, of, of how you pursue after things. Uh, pursuit in itself is not evil. What you pursue can make you evil because the spirit lusteth against the flesh and the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the Bible says. Amen? Right, right, right. Thank God. Right. You better have a holy lust. <laughs> See, people, right. they're looking at lust. Oh, he just said an evil thing. No, what we do wrong in the demonic mindset is the evil thing. Amen? You can have a holy mind and pursue in a holy way. When I pursued after Lisa, it was a holy way. I wasn't trying to get the, well, you know what I wasn't trying to get. Amen. I was trying to worship together with her. Amen. And we had a sweet communion together. Amen. So we were naked spiritually. See, young people need to learn that. You're supposed to get naked spiritually. And if you do that, all the truth will come out. And then you won't have any surprise later on. I didn't know you this. Oh, I didn't know that. You don't have to live together for that. Live together in Jesus. That's what you live together in. You don't have to live together and shack up. You can live together through Jesus. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to celebrate together with one mind, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, not duality. So yes, God really don't want you going around dating. You can court. And you court without kissing. Right. Amen? Right. Thank God. Technically, dating is for married folk. Look deeper. Look deeper. I know America has their ways. But when I was a little boy in Florida, the Spanish people, the Cubans, were coming across the water to live in Florida. And when their little kids went to date, like the other American westernized folk, uh, the, the Cuban kids had chaperones. And they say, oh, leave room for the Holy Ghost. And the parent would sit right in the middle in the car. Girl over there, boy over there. That's right. What you want to say to her? Oh, you know, you can't say that. You can say this, this, and this, and this. Not that, 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 and that. Amen. Thank God. But not in America. We got them little kids all around every dark corridor they can find. 
Let's go out to, to the hill. I found my thrill on what? Blueberry Hill. My God. But we need to stay on the holy hill. Get out of church. We're on the high hill of the holy God. Then we go down in the valley and find Mulberry Hill and Blueberry Hill, all kind of other hills. My God. But God needs us to be different. Frugal, the way God would have it. Chaste, the way God would have it. We need to develop an indifference against that which is not right with God. Instead of being indifferent against God. That's the problem. We haven't discovered that there's a hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness. And what that entails. It's not just being made to go to Sunday school, have your little Sunday school book. See, I'm looking forward to learning and I have a hunger and thirst for righteousness. No, that's something somebody made you do until you get to learn Jesus on your own. You have to be parent controlled for a time in your life. Thank God. And they're supposed to be training you to have some self-control based on the word of God. But after a while, that word, that truth that comes from the word is revealed by the Holy Ghost and you become friends with the Holy Ghost. And now you are spirit controlled. Mom and daddy don't have to look around. You don't tell your friends, well, mommy and daddy didn't want me to do that. Oh, they will laugh you to scorn and change your mind and the seducing spirits from hell in them are going to market that thing so good and drag you right on in. Because that's a weak argument. There's a name that's given that uh, no name could go above. And that's the name, not mommy and daddy, Jesus. So if you do whatever Jesus is saying, you mention his name in the conversation, they can't go above Jesus. Some people think they're so woke and so deep, they can go under Jesus. No, you can't go under him. Oh, I've been around the world. I know some stuff. You can't go around Jesus. No. Guess where you got to come? Right in the door. And Jesus said, what? I am the door. That's right. You better have the wisdom and knowledge that comes from heaven and the Holy Ghost helping you to be who you are supposed to be in God. He wants to develop in you a taste against hell. We need to learn this word, indifference. When I was in a sociology class, they were asking us, what's the opposite of of love, and we were all raising our hand. We thought we knew about everything. We said, hate. The teacher was like, oh, hate, you too? Everybody saying hate? Y'all all are wrong. Indifference is the opposite. Indifference is the lack of interested involvement. You can hate and still have an interested involvement. See? Indifference is apathy. Disinterest. Disregard. Insensibility. Nonchalance, somewhat. Lethargy, somewhat. Unconcern. Unresponsiveness. See, you, you know you're still tied with somebody when they still get on your nerves. And they, and they could do anything and everything, and they don't get on your nerves. I mean, yeah, you have developed indifference now. Because I don't even care what you put on Facebook. It does nothing to me. I am not connected to what you are saying. I... Uh, it has been severed. Amen. You thought you had me. But no, that wire has been severed. I will not submit, therefore, to you. I'm going to submit what, therefore, to God. Then God will enable me by his spirit to resist all evil inclinations and thoughts and teachings, seductions from hell, and enable me to fight against those things. 
that they will not develop a stronghold in my being. Amen? So we need this indifference against hell. It has to become distasteful. Is today's general indifference toward God due to the sustained tolerance of idolatry that the secular world has observed in the so-called church? Mm. Don't be fooled. Demons are the spiritual agents acting in all idolatry, and these spirits work strategically to infect us with spiritual weakness. The idol itself is nothing, whatever it's made of. Even in terms of intellectual property, it is still nothing. But what is powering the thing and the thoughts will be some kind of spirit in the spiritual world. And don't let people fool you out there in the secular world. They are spiritual. They are. But they are buddy-buddy with the wrong spirit. They have to learn how to have what a friend we have in Jesus. And Jesus went to the right hand of the Father, and who did he, who did he leave with us? The Comforter. What's his real uh, Trinity name? Holy Spirit. We need to be involved with the Holy Spirit, not an unholy spirit. If you're not all up in the Holy Spirit, you have some other spirit. We have to learn our adjectives in the Bible. See, every idol has some kind of demon associated with it that induces idolatry with its worship and sacrifices, as noted in Revelation 9. It says, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the, the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. And I heard the number of them. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts, end quote. Evil spirits go around marketing, seducing people. They disseminate errors among men and seek to seduce believers as found in first timothy 4 1 that's why they had to write that in the new testament explanation section uh, it says now the holy spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times you know some shall depart from where the faith right giving heed to who seducing spirits and also what doctrines of devils there are roots to look at in history, we have to go beyond our regular earthly history, my God, and know that the devil was the rebellious author of confusion, father of lies, and now dropping down earth, he has about 3,000 years ago built up 
this mythical story uh, which became one of the main foundations of ancient idolatry. You have to have a narrative. Baal's mistress or lover was given this name, Anat. Sometimes they call her Anath, the goddess of war, love, and fertility. Look how she mixes it. Violence and sex. See that? So many movies have what? Violence and sex. There came a time when the devil was allowed to make that stronghold in my mind. And I, I did not leave a blockbuster video store unless the movie had uh, violence and sex. Rated R. I saw it wasn't rated R, didn't have the stuff I was looking for. I said, this ain't juicy enough. Where's the juicy ones? My God, and that one didn't have it. And then I was on the road to the next blockbuster to find it because they held it for me. And in route to that place on the Emmaus Road, God said, are you having fun? Going forward to indulge yourself in that which will harm you, will keep you bound up, never coming into the knowledge of the truth by the living power of the Holy Ghost that's nigh upon your heart, knocking to come in, and you're not giving them access. You're denying the power thereof. God, talk to me real good. I say, Father God, I'm not going to that blockbuster. Where I'm going to go is then you take this one back and go home and get into my word. Hallelujah. You see, these spirits will seduce you by what, with whatever medium they can use. It's not like the 3,000-year-ago culture. So the devil has new ways of doing it. And he has everyone, everybody streaming everything. And I'm getting tired of it because I'm a black man. Doesn't mean I have a black church because all come. We don't preach a black gospel. Thank you, Jesus. But as a black man, I'm appalled to what they will call uh, black entertainment, BET. And I'm looking in there and they've got everybody seemingly, mostly that's a black, doing some kind of thuggy, druggy, and uh, prison buggy kind of thing. And all the women are seducing and the men are going from one woman to the other, and they got these little uh, soap operas that are so salacious and um, perverted in their speech. And the devil will make it tasteful to you. And they have some shows that are kind of religious. They got people, you know, in a praise team, and they're in a contest, and they're grinding on the stage, and one boy got all the way down, dropping it like it's hot, and grinding down there and saying all kind of ungodly things, but then putting Jesus' name in the next sentence. My God, where are we headed? This stuff is not new. I'm telling you, about 3,000 years ago, the devil invented this narrative for folks to ingest a, a false reality regarding his power. He made this goddess, Anath, now to be in charge of war, love, and fertility. And she was very fine looking. She was the virgin goddess. Check it out. See how he's setting it up? What, the, what does God have? The virgin Mary. Jesus is coming to be in the flesh of a man through a virgin. Look at the devil. Uh, 3,000 years ago. My God. B.C. She was the virgin goddess and conceives and was also the victor over Baal's enemies. With the help of Shabash, the sun god. You know, Egypt, they worship the sun god. They call him Ra. Uh, Anat rescued Baal from Mat, the, death, the god of death. Uh, and then her victories in battle were, were always vicious. She is described as having 
killed so many that the debris of the, the people's bodies were up to her hips. She was up to her hips in gore with heads and hands from the enemies stacked up high. Thus, Anat was the driving force in the annual fertility cycle of Baal. You see why God wanted them to destroy the Baalim? That's the uh, plural. And uh, Anat became uh, eventually Ashtaroth. So Anat is sometimes identified with the queen of heaven to whom the Jews offered incense in Jeremiah's day. See, the devil already was setting it up before Jeremiah's day. And so a lot of folk had already subscribed to it. It says here in uh, Jeremiah, oh, you can find that information actually in Jeremiah 7, 18. I'm not going to go over there because we don't have time. And I, uh, Jeremiah 44, 17 through 19 and verse 25. Um, some scholars identify the queen of heaven with the uh, Assyro-Babylonian goddess Ishtar. Ishtar. Anat uh, was the patroness of sex and passion. Lewd figures of this nude goddess have been discovered at various archaeological sites in Palestine. You think we have sex issues? You should see some of those archaeological finds. They got, my God, all kind of tail mess going on, as my wife would call it. They got idols with huge tails, but they have to roll them down on, with a wheelbarrow, my God. And other kind of lewd gods, just sick. Some worship uh, the male figure and some worship the female figure. My God, the goddess Asherah in 1 Kings 15, 2 Chronicles 15, Asherah's more than one in Judges 3, was portrayed as the wife of El. Look at it, they got a nerve to say El. Isn't that something? Sometimes called Baal. So they were borrowing God's names for their own God. This is how the devil is. He perverts the name of God. So, uh, that was in Canaanite mythology. But they didn't look at it as mythology. We call it a myth because we know it's a myth and right, a lie. Right. They didn't call it mythology. They didn't say, we're following mythology. They thought they were following the truth. Mm. Asherah was a favorite deity of women. Some of the wives of David and Solomon worshipped her. In 1 Kings 15, you'll see that. As Ahab's wife, Jezebel, uh, also probably also did too. In 1 Kings 16, King Asa suppressed the worship of Asherah in 1 Kings 15. And King Josiah destroyed, quote, the articles that were made, of, uh, made for Baal for Asherah and for all the hosts of heaven. Those were all the gods that they served, polytheistic, you know. In 2 Kings 23, recently discovered inscriptions at Kuntilat, Ajrud, and Kerbet el Kom seem to indicate that the goddess Asherah was sometimes worshipped as if she were the wife of the Lord God himself. Isn't that something? That's how the devil perverts things. A pagan abomination of the worst possible sort. The word Asherah also uh, refers to a wooden pole or cult pillar that stood at Canaanite places of worship. Perhaps the trunk of a tree uh, with the branches chopped off they would carve carvings so that it would represent Asherah and associate the tree trunk with the worship of the goddess Asherah. 
Now, let's go to modern times. Perhaps you have heard of the phrase sex sells. You ever heard of that? Marketing strategies for many products are engaged in this unethical and seemingly apathetic tactic with a global rampant fury that is searing the consciences of many cultures without respect of person. Pornography is the power uh, they use now. We have grown in this country to have a great tolerance for it. And there are descriptive ways of uh, talking about the intensity of pornography. Some call it soft porn if it's not that, you know, intense. And hard porn if it's all the way crazy out there. My God. Pornography exposes more than skin, though. Jude connects the illicit sex in Sodom and Gomorrah, Jude 7, with demonic powers in Jude 6. The real evil behind porn is not that it is so shameful or unfulfilling, though it is like clouds of water, as Jude said in 12, 13, 12 and 13 verses, uh, nor is the evil uh, that the peddling of raw sex and lustful pleasure makes someone else rich, uh, though it does, Jude 11. Jude hints at the real sources of power and profit behind the porn market, and it is this, demonic evil that traffics in human sex. My God. David Maines, the late Canadian evangelist with a heart to reach not only Canada, but North America and the world with the gospel. You can find him on YouTube. Uh, is, is founder of Crossroads Christian Communications, Inc. I retrieved the following excerpts from the Crossroads, quote, the fight against pornography website. Being lost in pornography is a a symptom of an underlying problem. There is a need for intimacy in one's life and yet a fear of getting involved in a committed, loving way to have that need met. People into that, they won't wait for somebody who is a real human being, you know, for their proclivities to fall in line with, you know, your personal needs. God does not want us being self-centered even in this realm of our life. Amen. It always should be about the other person. Amen. Build each other up in the most holy faith and in the bedroom. Yes, we don't say, God, all right, check yourself at the door. We all right. We got that. Honey, where's the whips? Where's the chains? Where's the cussing? You know, I can't get aroused unless we're cussing and slapping each other. My God, this is how it works. They're bringing in that old spirit from 3,000 years ago. The Balaam are coming in the room. The Ashura are coming in the room. Mm -hmm. My, God. My God. And there's, amen, movies out that will help people to get their mind on these things and help them meditate and get all fleshly and carnal. And, oh, God, go all into it. You know, it is important to realize that pornography is very destructive. It destroys the image of God in people. Imagine that. You're supposed to see the image of God in people. Even in, even in evil people, you look hard enough, it's there. Amen. Just covered up. Amen. My God. But God created us all for good. He said everything he made was what? Good. For a good purpose. But of course, the devil perverts things. And we could be inhabited by the mentality of hell and allow hell to pervert us. See, but, but, but porn, this, this, this is a media of hell. And it will destroy. It will work to destroy the image of God in people and feeds off disrespect for others. That's why you can have folks slapping folks around and they're getting their jollies off from it. 
or predisposing little kids who shouldn't have such switches turned on yet. My God. Until in the safety and the bounds of marriage with a right mind. Some people with a marriage license don't have a right mind. You still need a right mind also. Amen. Amen. I don't care if you're hot. Go take a cold shower. They say it's better to be married than burned. <laughs> no, you need to take a cold shower, sit in a long class until your mind is right. Because right. I'm not pronouncing anybody mad and wife for you to go home and abuse. No. Right. Pornography is about selfishness. Looking to meet one's own needs. It's all about eros, not agape. Without meeting the needs of another. End quote. Why pornography, in other words, modern Ashira hurts? We've got a few bullets right here. I'm just going to read them. Number one, breaks the marriage covenant. Think about it. Uh, next, decreases the value of faithfulness and increases the desire for sex without attachment. Next, increases fear, anger, and manipulative behavior. Scared you're going to get caught. Scared you're going to get caught. Angry if you do. Angry because the person didn't, you know, do what the person did that you saw them do. They were a Shira trained. You want your wife now a Shira trained. You want your husband Baal trained. My God, loose here. Then you have manipulative behavior to try to get it going. Next creates secretiveness and abandonment of family and work. Causes a lack of conscience and emotional deadness. My God, creates an inability to make decisions and solve simple problems in life. Eventually destroys the inner core of the person. My God. Yeah. You see what the history of the devil's trying to do? Destroy the very core of our culture. And somebody in Russia years and years and decades ago said, we don't have to worry about America. She's going to destroy herself with her own culture. Yeah. They had a point. I'm not saying I'm communist. I'm saying I'm Christ-like. Amen? Amen? And that person had a point. Sometimes God will use a mule. My God, if he could use a mule, he could use a man. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Yes. How do we sum up these things? We've been, we've been talking about Jehovah Sitkanu and the opposite of him. Amen? Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord our righteousness, is calling for salvation and service. We can't serve ourselves. The innate sinful self wants to be served. And you know, the devil has a whole smorgasbord, a buffet of butt out there for us to indulge ourselves in. But God needs us to get off of that. Amen. And get ourselves on an altar and cleanse ye. Cleanse ye your hands. Purify your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's our righteousness. Yes. And God not ashamed of somebody's gluteus maximus. He made it. Thank God. He made what's between the ears and what's between our legs. God is not bashful. Hollywood didn't make it. Hugh Hefner and them didn't make it. No penthouse didn't make it. God made it. We got to stop all of this tolerance of the flesh and uh, because we're not delivered we're going to pass by scriptures and reword certain scriptures to make people think they alright now you alright I'm alright we might as well just go on home because everything going to be alright mm -hmm. mm -hmm. loose here we need to get ourselves alright with God That's right. 
We're going to stand before God. We're going to think because coming on in there all strong. And God going to turn on the video. Boom. Look at that. Well, I, I thought nobody had saw me. What had happened was he said, tut, tut, keep silent. And everything going to be shown. And the angel's going to have to cover the eyes. Oh, wow. My God. God sees all. We can hide in our little dark places, little thing. We know how to cover things up. Clear the computer. Clean the thing. Take the catch out of the computer. My God, clean it up. Look, purify the computer. Here it is. All right, look, nothing's in there. You can scroll all day. You'll find absolutely nothing of Baal and Asherah at all. But God sees it. Before you hit delete, you might have hit delete on the computer, but you didn't delete it from the back of your mind. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your heart, ye double-minded. We're going to be less than worse than a dunghill. Our soul has lost its saltiness. God is saying that now if you lose your saltiness, it's not even good enough for a garbage pail or a dunghill. We are ineffective. Jesus' is words. He wants us effective. God is to be worshipped. And we are to represent his holy will every single day. Not by what just what people can see. People can see. We are good uh, uh, players. In other words, hypocrites. We know how to play the role. We play the role. We know how to say certain church vernacular and such. Hallelujah. Can, I can't even say that right. We need to take our garb off. Amen. As uh, the old preachers used to say, when women were wearing manly looking clothes, they are abominating. Some of these preachers are abominating. And they, they got films and everything. They are, they're abominating too. What about men wearing women's stuff? They are abominating. How about that? Thank you, Lord. And we're all just laughing at it. Oh, hallelujah. No, that's the highest praise. I'm making it into a joke. 3,000 years ago, the devil tried to do, you know, he worked his works of evil to bring in his narrative so that it will go against the word of God. My God, we have to realize that this is no game. Our soul is at stake. The eternity of our soul is at stake. Is the Lord your righteousness? If so, we need to now have a nice holy regard of the current state of ourselves and our country, our families, and find these idol gods that are in charge of carnal Christianity. Yes, there are idol gods in the house of God, and they are in charge of what? Carnal Christianity. And we got to get these carnal Christianity idols out of the holy house of God. Yes. It's time to clean house. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Even though God has many names, uh, that variety does not change his piety. That's the yeah, Even though God has many names, that variety does not change his piety. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He's the same holy one from yesterday, today, and do to continue tomorrow. Isn't that right? He's not lost, but it is easy for the modern mindset to get lost in the false hopes of the modern day of do-it-yourself, self-service lifestyle. My God, 
Jesus does not redeem us to serve ourselves. Jehovah Sitkanu is reminding us today of the more blessed skill set of applying his righteousness by serving the heavenly father God, who in turn will provide wisdom for us to learn how to serve others, which will ultimately bless our souls. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We pray, oh God, that we will not turn a stiff neck to you. Oh God, the day we hear your voice, may we not harden our hearts against you, but may we build an intolerance for hellish teachings, fleshly tolerance, Lord God. Dry up the taste of it. I pray you change our taste. Help us, Lord God, now to have a holy regard for the condition of our heart, mind, body, soul, our spirit, everything to you. We got to worship you with everything. Help us to learn how to do that. Yeah. When we're meditating on stuff, Lord God, we're looking at TV. That's a meditation. Help us to learn. That's a form of worship. What are we worshiping? My God, when we turn it on, it's a call to worship. We're turning it on. Hey, and the, the, the device we use is now a call to worship. What are we worshiping? Help us to see ourselves for who yes. we really are. Yes. Show us ourselves from the mirror of the truth of God's holy word. Yes. From the holy of holies. Show us from the mirror of the holy of holies. Because that's where we want to be able to go to get to God. Help me to see the end result, Lord, of this little thing I'm tolerating right now that doesn't seem so bad. What's the end result of it, Lord? What's the effect of it, Lord? Where is it taking me, Lord? Help me to see the future. Whatever's not right, sound a light from heaven, help me to see it. Oh, God, help us, oh, God, to now be truly consecrated unto thee. Oh, hallelujah. Bless us now, our Savior, our Redeemer. We want you to come to us. We will open our hearts to you right here and right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, those dark, deep corridors, those closets in our, in our inner core that we have locked off. For us to indulge in whatever when we're absent from one another, but we're not absent from you. We forget. We get this temporary insanity and we forget God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. We, we got to realize that you see all. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. We bless your name right here and right now. Forgive, Lord. Help us to be clean from henceforth, even forever, Lord. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.